The Mac Voices Live panel continues our examination of Apple Vision Pro. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Take Control Books, one of the very best sources of clear, concise information on not only Apple's various operating systems, but also key Apple and third-party utilities and more. Visit TakeControlBooks.com and start your library today. Dave, Brian, questions for uh, for anyone? Yeah. You guys haven't brought up, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the fact of being able to immerse yourself with your Mac and you're doing the product for productivity. You know, you're, you're typing, you'll be able to um, interact and get yourself a nice big screen. You know, I'm looking at a Mac okay, right now on a small screen, but have you had that experience that uh, either one of you using it with your Mac and how big of a screen you can, you really can, you can get? Yeah, I tried to put myself in as much as I could, and I probably am on about six hours a day on and off uh, over the last couple of days with it, with really a little fatigue, um, even head fatigue. But one of the things I wanted to do was get the Mac and open it up. And again, it is the idea that you can just kind of grab the screen and put it anywhere. Um, you can stretch it and make it big. I will tell you, and I have lists of pros, Ms, and Nas, um, and the Na is the keyboard that comes with this thing. Yeah, it exactly. is, it's it's not only bad, but you're trying to use the your eye to hit a key, and my eyes can move faster than my fingers can click. You have to get that in a, in a sequence with a certain amount of delay, otherwise you wind up typing gibber jash. Um, well, I did. That, that's what I type anyway. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I today I hooked up a Bluetooth keyboard with it, uh, one of the Mac uh, keyboards that I have, mm-hmm. and it's re it is really cool when you have the keyboard with it because you can see it, but uh, you can see the keyboard and you can look through it and see the keyboard. But what happens also is you get a little bar that as you're typing stuff, it comes up there. So you got this confirmation and it also comes up on whatever document you're working on. Um, so uh, the keyboard is uh, the keyboard that comes with it. Not worth it uh, yeah. is, is one of the downsides of it, but it does sync really well with, uh, with Bluetooth keyboards. Um, the idea of having multiple screens open, uh, tabs, separating the tabs out and moving them into your field of view. Um, you know, as Eric was saying, it, you know, the lot of the complaint is it looks like it's you're looking through binoculars. But the thing is, you can move your head completely around the room and pick up wherever you've left stuff. So you kind of, I've lost, uh, you know, I, I I have little concern for that in terms of how tight the the field of vision is with it. And people are constantly making comparisons to Meta. That's a whole another series of problems because there are two different products. Um, this is an operating system, you know, a useful operating system with apps for productivity. So, yeah, Dave, David, I found the... Switching over to Mac is is and the screen. What I've I've heard conflicting results or conflicting information on that, yeah. and I'm following a Discord group, but the it, where people are trying to give feedback. Originally, they said you can only do it with M1 or Apple Silicon Macs, but then I've heard some people saying no, you can do it with uh, 
with non-silicon Macs too. Older it Macs. works with it, it works with Intel Macs, but you can only do a 3K display instead of 4K display. Ah, there some, okay. There's some limitations. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that today. That the the confusion, but also that it will work with it. It's just not going to be quite as good an experience. I'm, I'm going to guess that the number of you know the Venn diagram of people that will buy a four thousand dollar Apple device <laughs> and people that still have Intel Macs probably not much intersection. Right. Well, that leaves my Performa four ten right out. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, were you raising your hand to say something, or did you just look? Well, I I'm one of those people that has an Intel iMac, <laughs> um, and I wasn't able to get it to connect today. It's supposed to. Didn't work. Um, it connected right away with my laptop. I, who knows? Maybe I just need to reboot my iMac. I'll try again tomorrow. Um, but it is it is very nice, especially if you're in a spot where there just is not a there's not room to put a large display. You know, in a small desk or a cubby or whatever it is, you can you can pull a large display, slap it up there, and have it right in front of your laptop, even though you know it's like bookshelves and a bunch of other stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to get a display in that spot. Um, it works if you're sitting in the hallway working on a printer or in another building, you know, trying to catch up on email or whatever. You put a virtual display, pop it right up there, and it's like being on your home large screen. It's really nice. Um, the only only thing is you, you don't get two displays. You get one. So... As long as your reference material is, you know, like coming up in a browser, you can do the Vision Pro browser off to the side and put that in multiple windows, but you get one computer window. Yeah. That, that last um, thing you just said, I was going to bring up, I saw an online post where somebody, you know, they had their Mac, but then they had a Slack window on the side. And I guess there's a Vision Pro Slack app and they had some Safari windows and, you know, maybe a calendar. So, you know, you would all, you could, you would only need to have use the Mac for things that are Mac only, you know, like a lot of developers, maybe that would just be Xcode, but you could, you could have your email and your web browsing and your calendar and your Slack and your messages, all that stuff could be native. Uh, cause, cause I had been thinking, Oh, you know, a disadvantage is you, you know, you do the Mac, but it's all, you know, you don't get it, you know, all the native features for apps on the Mac. You know, you just get this one window of, you know, sort of like screen sharing. But, you know, if there's just a, you know, handful of things like maybe Xcode that you're really using and all these other things, you have iOS versions or, or, or Vision Pro yeah. native versions, um, that's going to make it a lot more flexible. I got a question from a, a guy who said, well, I work in a six by 10 office. You know, how can I possibly use this? And I work in a, a small office myself here. And so I tested it out. And the thing is, the screen is as big as as close as you bring it to you. So it's all relative. And you can place them all around the room. You can place, you can layer them if you want to. Um, so you don't have to be in the large rooms that you see people using them on in the videos and things like that. They work fine. Lighting is better in larger rooms. There's lots of reasons to enjoy larger rooms, but they work fine in smaller offices. 
because the screen size is all relative to how close you're placing it and how big you're stretching it um, wherever you are. Uh, and Jason Snell said that he was able, you know, even not using a, what do they call it when you're fully immersed, that he was able to put windows behind walls and that that worked, um, you know, behind physical walls. So he, he wasn't limited by the physical space. If he if he pushed it through the wall, the Vision Pro was smart enough to, you know, he sees the 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 window and not not the wall. So Marty, cl clarify, or Eric, or both of you, clarify <clears throat> for me a little bit, because I'm sort of taking what Eric said about with the zoom image moving it away. Um, and then pulling it back farther. So, Marty, from what you just said, can I? Could you take a a document and push it away from you so that it physically, sorry, not physically, but visually, um, it, it is in a smaller window, but then increase the size of the font in that window to make it more visible. Did, did um, that make sense? I, I, I think if you were going to do that, you'd have to do it within the app to make the font size more visible, Eric. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm thinking. Are you thinking about making windows smaller so that they take up less room and then expand them back out again? Or yeah, or just if there's if I need if I wanted something open for reference, but it didn't need to be a lot. Just you know, let's just say a recipe. Okay, I'm really reaching there, mm -hmm. but so I only need you know I only have five ingredients. So can I make that window smaller, but make it the font larger so I could see it? Therefore, it's taking up less of my vision on this, my visual. It's taking up maybe, let's see, how am I going to do this? Uh, it's still field of view, Chuck. I mean, <clears throat> it, it, if you make the font bigger, then it's going to take up more of your field of view. So, yeah, you but, know, there's, but, there's no but, magic. No, but within the, I guess what I'm asking is, can you control that? within the scope, within the window that the font would be in. Kind of, it depends on the app. I would say yes. But the other thing to remember is that it's the lightest screen you could ever buy and you can hang them all over midair. So it's easier to get the screen kind of wherever you want it, the size that you want it and just put it, you know, off to the right or off to the left or stack one behind another one and then and and then just put the part you need to read you know in a spot between between the virtual windows or you know just hidden just a little bit underneath because you can still stack windows okay guy you have a question yeah um this doesn't come with the potential for a cellular connection does it I used a, I took it to my university to play with it. And, you know, of course, the biggest problem again is the keyboard and you have complicated passwords and it takes you forever. I spent most of my time this weekend trying to get passwords in. So I just gave up and tethered it to my phone and was able to use it that way um, in terms of getting Wi-Fi. Um, is that yeah, answer you your question? You, you, it doesn't actually have the capability for a cellular no, for a cellular mm -hmm. connection. There's no 5G in there. No. Okay, okay. Um, next question is, I've heard that that the built-in, not the built-in battery, but the battery pack only lasts about two to three hours. 
two to two and a half. So can you purchase extra battery packs or how long does it take to charge up after that? I purchased uh, one even before I got the headset. So I have two because I knew I was flying to Portland this weekend. So yeah, um, you can but, purchase multiple ones. Yeah. But you have to reboot to change right. <laughs> to yeah, change the battery. Because there's, there's um, no internal but, power but, in it. But the thing is, though, the battery, it has a USB port on it. So you A, you can plug it into power and, you know, run it longer. And also, you could plug it into a different battery pack. So you could chain, you know, a regular larger, um, you, you know, USB battery pack, which seems to me like I don't have one of these devices, but that seems like the way to go. Because then you could change it all you want and without having to, to reboot it. I thought it had like an odd connection that goes right into the, the visor. Yeah, but it also has a USB. Like part That's two. how you No, no. You, you plug the battery it comes with into it. And then you plug USB-C into that battery. For, for so, charging so you, or powering. Right. So, so you know. You could. That's how you power it off the wall. Is you plug a USB-C charger into the battery, which is then plugged into the device. But you could plug another uh, USB-C battery. You know, there's tons of USB-C batteries that are available. Yeah, but for that powering is, what's the, your... what's the power draw on it? Will, will those external those external battery packs uh, be able to provide enough power? Well, at, at you know, you'd want to probably time. get one of the kind that would run a laptop. You know, you don't get a little tiny one for your phone. Okay. That's think, what I got. Think, think, in term, think in terms of something that would support, like, uh, a MacBook Air. Okay. Um, if you have a higher power charger, like... Uh, 100 watt charger, the battery charges faster. I think it, what does it ship with it? Uh, 30 or something? 30 it's a smaller watt, yeah. charger. Okay, well, that's yeah. not a whole lot. Uh, but if you use a, a higher wattage one, it's faster. Yeah. Well, what about, um, ha have either one of you tried any of the accessibility features? I haven't. Yeah, today I was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just, I haven't. Oh. Um, Today, I we were trying to do the uh, work with one eye because the coworker I'm trying to convince to invest in this um, doesn't have stereo vision. So if she gets, <laughs> I, I know uh, what that's stereo, like stereo. <laughs> yeah. So well, so if she gets stereo, uh, uh, you know, 3D video or whatever, one of her it. eyes tries to make it not work, so it just keeps moving, which cause targeting in a visual targeted interface to be really, really, really difficult. Um, so there is a setting to say, use both eyes, use left eye, use right eye, and you can select that. However, if you put the thing in guest mode to loan it to somebody else, that setting doesn't appear to be something you can change. So it might be something where I just need to set it up, change it, before putting it into guest mode, and then it would work. Um, so we didn't get a chance to fully try it, 
we'll go back later this week uh, and I'll finish testing with that. Uh, so this, the settings were there. I can't tell you how well they work yet. Um, even with the wandering around, we also looked and there was an option to not use our eye tracking to, to move things around, to use a separate device for that or a pointer. Um, but we ran out of time before we could finish trying to turn all that on. So, but it's definitely on our list of something I'm testing. Yeah, because for a lot of people, uh, myself included, with monocular vision, um, you know, it's something something like this. It almost seems like it's twice of the device that you really need because I I couldn't use the entire right side of it anyway. Okay, thank you. Uh, and and the, for the person that has the eye issue. Panoramic pictures was the thing. That was the feature she liked. Nothing else on it interested her, but being able to stand and then rotate around one way or the other and see a panoramic vista, that made a big difference. Eric, I, I wanted to follow up with one thing you mentioned before, and we skipped over it. You say this is right now you're using your laptop. Um, what, what, Which laptop are you, since you couldn't connect it to your Intel? Um, it was a 14-inch M1 Max. Okay. Okay. Um, Brian, you're up. Hey, thanks. I had a couple of questions. Um, one, I noticed there were some apps that were advertised as uh, that didn't ship immediately. I think in particular, uh, YouTube and, and Netflix came to mind. Um, and I think they had to run in the browser. Just wondering if either of you had any experience with uh, watching either, I guess, YouTube or, or Netflix uh, in in the browser experience and if it was uh, still of good quality and enjoyable. Um, I jumped on and got Juno, which is a app created mm -hmm. by Christian Selig, uh, who did Apollo um, before Reddit uh, changed the API stuff. And he put that out pretty quickly. I think there are some problems with it, and people have reported it's a wrapper for YouTube, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I have logged in, and I'm it, it runs, for me, the limited time I've used it, it runs pretty well. But I'm following a Discord chat where people are, and, and Reddit, I think, where people are talking about the problems with the app. Um, you know, that, that'll be, I'm sure he'll work the problems out of it um, at some point. But that's the only jump I've made into it. I've, I've been in the uh, Apple TV store and through the, the videos that I have in the library, they're remarkable. Um, what I've read is other people who don't like the Juno app are very pleased with just using a browser to look at Netflix or to look at YouTube. Thanks. Um... One other question I had specifically for Eric. Does it let you do a facepalm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't. it's nothing. Now, I do did notice if you take a drink or you cover your mouth or cover your mouth and nose, it blurs the area. So for anyone who wants to try to pretend to pick their nose on camera, you can't do it. See? Man, that was like my number one use case. Well, that looks like you're picking your nose. So, <laughs> guy, that means that looks worse than. Uh, that looks worse than. If you try to do a face bomb, it, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. 
or flipping me off and it got blurred out. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what he was. It just kind of blurs. <laughs> Thanks. I guess I can do it from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's a transparent face palm. I've never seen the, that before. I the real it. problem is, is trying to drink coffee when you have the headset on. Because it just goes right over your nose in a coffee mug, and that can get you got to be careful, you know, like you're trying to sip it out of the bottom. Glass yeah. straws, yeah. hands yeah. work now, Eric. When when you have um, when you've dropped out a couple times and we see your real picture, I haven't been able to really catch it. Are you talk, I'll ask both of you to talk a little bit about the audio. Are you using AirPods? No. Nope. Okay. Is he gone again? No, no. The he's, thing, he's, uh, he's showing that he's not he, wearing He's AirPods. showing us that he's not, you know. Oh. Yeah. A yeah. thing about AirPods is uh, <laughs> traveling with these, because uh, I'm, I'm planning on traveling with it on a plane, and they, there were a couple of comments. One was, the audio is really good without having to use uh you know use airpods or separate uh separate listening devices however on a plane it doesn't quite drown out the uh doesn't quite drown out the engine noise and the problem with that is if you turn it up loud enough everybody around you is going to listen to the to movie with you so they're recommending get some noise cancellation headphones or airpods that AirPod 2s that will do that fairly well. Um, the other thing is, uh, apparently you need some existing light around you. So if they close all the curtains and turn off all the lights on a flight, you still kind of have to have your reading light on in order to be able to have some sort of depth. Um, and some folks were complaining about that. Oh, great. Now the lights are going to be on. Well, people have the lights on to read. So why not have the lights on for the headset? So. Um, again. And be very careful about what movies you watch if it's going to be bleed out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it's, I'm, Again, Eric, I'm trying to look at your picture and see um, your real picture right now. Um, I mean, obviously, Apple wants you to use AirPods. Is it realistic to say that you could try to use like like the Bose QuietComfort or some other over the ear, over ear or ear cup uh uh, noise canceling headphones. Oh, Eric apparently is prepared for my question and is getting things out right now. It's an excellent question. I, I had not answered it yet. However, oh, and I will say all the advertising with a single loop band is is only because the single look, loop band looks good, not because you can use it for any length of time. I would highly recommend, unless you have an excellent hairdo, go go <laughs> with the, the straps. They may not look as good, but they feel so much better. There's no pressure on the face. It's much, much more comfortable. Yeah, and the dual loop band comes with the set. They, they ship two, uh, the single knit band and then the dual loop. Okay, it looks so, like it actually works. Yeah, it seemed to work. Yeah, okay. Good. That's good to know. I mean, because there was so much discussion about, you know, buying yet another pair of AirPods or the, the, the latest version 
or, or you know, would they be required? I think Ken Ray said uh, yesterday or today on his show that, um, that he didn't find that he didn't have the current version of AirPods, the most current version, but they were just they were just fine. So, but it looks like you don't even necessarily have to have those at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I heard AirPods two, and then there's the AirPods two with the USB charging case, and they said that is actually the best option. But AirPods two will work fine. Hmm. Um, I I can continue with questions, Dave. Um, anything, Mark? Anything you you want to specifically ask, or if not, I'll roll with mine. No, go for it. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll turn my question around. You know, have either of you used it for work? Yes. Yes. And what was? Yeah, that? again, for me, it's like sorting through stuff when I'm sitting there in the morning before I have to get in my car and go to work. But it, I use it for organizing stuff. Um, I just got the keyboard, so I haven't done a lot of writing with it. But that might be next. Is it better? Is it better or worse than you know using a, a, an iPad, a Mac, or an iPhone, or is it just different? It's different, um, I, you know. And again, it's hard because I'm still on that learning curve. It's hard for me to say it's better or worse because I haven't uh, uh, accommodated to the new device yet to then make, be able to make uh, a strong comparison on it yet. But um, I was thrilled when I got the keyboard hooked up today and saw, okay, this is really going to work as a, it can work as a writing device for me. So. And Eric, the same question. We still have, we still have controversy back and forth on whether you can do work with an iPad. So. I don't think that's a controversy at all. You can. I, yeah. Well, there's, but there's people both ways on that 14 years later. So, so a couple of things. Um, if you have the headset on and you're doing everything, um, one, the, the, the pass through, I find to be realistic enough. I sometimes forget that it's not just glass, but it's a camera. So things that I would do normally to make something look better or whatever, it doesn't necessarily work that way with a camera. Like if you get closer to a bright light, the camera does blow out just a tiny bit sometimes. Or bringing something up really close to your eye to look at it doesn't help you because you know you get past the range of the camera and it can't see anything. Even though I'm nearsighted enough, I could bring something up really close to to get a better look at it. So some of the automated stuff I've had to adjust a tiny bit. I am used to using lots of different devices all day long. I love looking at my computer and getting a big screen. Much better with the, the band than the solo loop. The solo loop, I ended up with pain uh, on my face because I had to tighten it up too much. Uh, one of the things is there there are different uh, thicknesses of the of the cushion. And they'll say, oh, well, if you drop the eyeglass thing in, use the thicker cushion so you're further apart. Um, it's not always true. It's a general guideline. And what things work and what things don't work. Uh, even when I asked people at the Apple store, they said, yeah, 
We try one thing, and if the combination you get doesn't work, you bring it back in. They'll swap it out with a different one because it's a general guideline, but it's not 100%. So I find even though I sh I'm supposed to use a thicker foam pad, it kept telling me I was my eyes were too far away from the, the lens. Um, and so I kept tightening it, tightening it, and then I had more pain in my cheeks. I just switched to the the thinner the thinner pad, and I could loosen everything back up. And then when I switched to these other straps, basically it just sets on my head. It doesn't have to be tight. And then it's super comfortable. It's like wearing a hat, and it's balanced well enough that it doesn't feel like it's pulling down on my face. So I I could use this for two three hours without really noticing. Uh, other people might notice and comment, but you know, I, I didn't notice it. The the place where I noticed was um, bringing my phone up and then going to look for something. I'm used to Face ID automatically unlocking my phone when I look at it and swipe. And if you're wearing everything covering your face, you it doesn't unlock. Luckily, you can tell it to use your watch to unlock the phone. So I switched it out so that when I'm wearing an unlocked watch, my phone automatically unlocks. Then I bring the phone up to go do something, swipe up, and it just unlocks just using the... So it feels kind of the same. I haven't looked yet to see if there's a setting for the iPad to let you do it there too, because I just I keep typing in my code to log in on my, on my uh, iPad. But that, that right now, that's the only annoyance. Hmm. Um, Eric, I think you just answered this for for you with especially with the top band. But I'll, so I'll turn to Marty. But anybody can jump in. Um, there, when we first saw this, saw the reports come out, there was so much discussion about how heavy it was. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. Is it really heavy, or is it, Eric? As you said, it, does that get relieved with the top band? If you um, use the solo loop band, it's heavy. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, and I've been using the solo loop band. I I put the dual loop on once just because I wanted to try it out. Um, and it there's a, a difference. You can tell the difference. And I'm like, well, if it really starts to bother me, I'll switch it out and use it. Because um, most people are saying that it, it's a better balance or distribution. I'm having too much of a good time to worry about what's hanging on my head and how heavy it is. I, I hate to say that. It's like I'm I'm too much into it to worry about uh to to notice the difference with it. Okay. Now I will say that and and when I went in for my Apple demo um the second time, um they said that when you wear the solo loop band, sometimes nudging it just like a couple millimeters up or a couple millimeters down will change whether the pressure comes from the bottom or the top. It can make a huge difference. So some people that are having like immediate visceral pain reactions, it might just need to come up or down a tiny bit. And you can get by with the solo loop for 30 minutes without too much of a problem. Longer than that, and I think you're better off with the, the other strap. Uh, but there are people that for whatever hair reasons, yeah, it it messes your hair up. So, and the solo loop does less hair damage. <laughs> okay. Huh. Not currently, my How about that. 
Um, Brian, next question. Yeah, I, one that occurred to me, I was wondering if uh, either of you guys have used any of the competitors to Apple Vision Pro in the that AR, VR space, uh, mixed reality space, uh, maybe how it may compare whether, you know, uh, if you're feeling the Vision Pro has a much better quality, uh, like the OS is more robust, things like that. Um, I, I can share about that. I haven't used a HoloLens. I've heard about HoloLenses, but I've, I've never used one. But I have had a Meta 1, 2, and 3. I haven't had a Meta Pro. And there are a lot of articles coming out comparing Meta to the new Vision Pro. And they're like, well, Meta is only $500 and Vision Pro is $3,500. Meta is a VR headset. The Meta 3 has a pass-through on it, so it can do some interesting stuff. Um, it's not a productivity device. And so I, uh, yeah, and I, I think the comparisons are, are really mistaken when people start talking about it and trying to make those comparisons. And you notice they don't talk about the Meta Pro, which is a thousand dollars. And I looked into that. I don't own one, uh, but, uh, I looked into it and they have apps like they run Monday on it. But it's not an operating system that allows you to add a bunch of stuff or for, you know, other than developers creating things to run on Meta, it's it's never going to be the robust productivity system. So, you know, it's two different devices, uh, really. I mean, there's going to be crossover. You're going to be able to play games. You're going to watch movies. There are things like that that you can do with Meta, but... Um, but Apple has got a Apple. That's why they call it spatial computing. It's it's computing. Well, thank yep. you. Okay. We wrap up our Mac Voices Live conversation about the first few days with the Apple Vision Pro next time on Mac Voices. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com. <laughs>